0: WOOOOOO <laughs> Be on the dugout. Lay some up, and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you be get struck, struck out. Pitcher on the mound like you don't want to face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases Do it for your teammates, do it for the fan. Do it for your city, true ballers understand. You gotta work together, you gotta find a way. Put your body on the line and make that play be on the dugout. Lay some up, and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Pitcher on the mound like you don't want to face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases Be, on be on the, the dugout. Beyond the dugout. Beyond
1: the dugout. Well, a very happy twenty third of April to you out there in podcast worlds. Welcome to Beyond the Dugout. Great to have you along for this one. I'm Jason Goobies, aka Chopper, and my co-host, of course, as always, is Damien Collins.
2: Thank you, Chop. Uh, Stoked to be here. Episode two, mate.
1: Fantastic, dude. What a week it has been. Wayne Naolu in episode one. Way to kick us off. Pop my cherry, that's
2: for sure. It did indeed. And, um, mate, the feedback has been absolutely awesome for everyone that's listened to, to the podcast, and thank you. That Everyone that has jumped on and had a a listen and a laugh to Wayne, um, because I'm sure they did.
1: Well, it was. He was incredibly funny. But, dude, as you just rightly put, the feedback from everyone out there listening to the podcast and then uh, commenting and and passing on your ideas, we thank you for that. It's been outstanding, because we talked about Beyond the Dugout. It's not our podcast. It's not Damon and I's. It's your podcast. And we're excited to bring that to you weekly here all the way from New Zealand.
2: Yeah, thank you to everyone, mate. We've, uh, we, today, we had over a thousand likes and and follows on on the on the Facebook page. We're over two hundred on on Instagram. Um, big raps to everyone that is has gotten behind us. But I do have a few shout outs because we we are a team, as we are in in all sports. And we, um, of course, there's three people I got to thank for all the help uh, behind the scenes to get us to episode one. Uh, Firstly, Ash, um, your niece. Yeah, uh, Ashley Peterson. Who who worked tirelessly in London for us to to come up with the logo um, and several logos. Uh, We went back and forth for a good couple of weeks, didn't we?
1: Several. It was like about 35 before you could make your mind up. Me? Oh my God. No, I want yellow. I want green. Just pick a colour and move on. I never wanted yellow and green. She was so good. Thank she you, Ashley awesome. Peterson, all the way from London Indeed. to so our graphic the time, artist.
2: Time differences and everything. So shout out to Ash for coming up for the, that amazing logo, and I can't wait to put on some merch. Um, so shout out number two is, uh, of course, uh, little Mo uh, Mo Michese, uh from Hutt Valley Maris. Uh, my little my little brother. Uh, from another mother, he um, came up with uh, our Beyond the Dugout theme, uh, our, our little intro there, and he did it in an afternoon. I gave him three ideas, uh, the name, uh, what it was about, and, and our names, and I'm glad he left the, our names out of there. Um, but uh, in an afternoon, within two hours, I had it back, and, and that's uh, Moe Hug Mo Billy McKesey's Maris, and man. Um, um, yeah, shout out to Mo. And then, lastly, is my lovely partner Melissa Middleton, uh, because she's the brains of my operation at home for sure. She
1: came up with a name too, right? She Beyond came up the with dugout, like
2: three names. I know, I know, it wasn't just one, and all three were awesome. And then we put it to the people, and Beyond the Dugout was the winner of the day. And, and I'm glad because along the way, we have included people. You know, they voted on our logo, they voted voted on the on the name, um, and I'm glad they picked what we wanted. <laughs>
1: fantastic thank you all for your contribution and of course mal for uh, being the brains behind the uh, <laughs> behind these two mouths that talk a lot for sure but uh, man it's been an awesome week the warriors last week with a big win man they look better this year
2: they do indeed, they, they got the win and I've seen about three replays since and it gets better every time.
1: It does indeed, well it's fast pitch softball beyond the dugout, we specialise in that and we'll talk about that as, we, as we've as said last week, we'll deal with the New Zealand game first, we'll get to some international guests of course coming up in a little wee while as the Olympics can't wait for that one Damien.
2: Yeah it's, it's exciting We're counting down now We're under 100 days And um, it's it's just good that um, Although the, our Kiwi girls aren't there It's good that softball is going to be included In the in the Olympics And um, hopefully not far behind them is the men's
1: That's right Not far behind And we, we wish all those ladies That are going to compete in the softball and of course the men in the baseball The best of luck in Tokyo uh, And we've got coming up In a few weeks time Just before he flies out Mark Porteous The umpire from New Zealand Who go over represent New Zealand He'll be officiating at that Olympics, he must be super excited.
2: Yeah, Mark uh, Soppolo of the Year last year for us um, uh, in top wraps to an umpire to get that. Um, and now he's going to go over and re- represent himself and, and, and all of us back here at um, the, the top level of the Olympics. Yeah, well, that's
1: pretty cool. We're talking about representatives. Let's get on to our next oh, guest, yeah. uh, the big one today. It, it is the one and only Brad Oh Man, I'm looking forward to that. What about you, Cus?
2: Oh, mate, as soon as we came up with this idea, mate, it was uh, top of the list. And um, I'm sure there's been a couple chats in in the one or two bear tents era I, I threw out uh, sitting him down and getting to, to know him a bit more because um, I know you've got a lifetime with him so um, you yeah, know I'm excited to hear a bit more stories at a, at a different level um, and um, just stoked to, to be sitting next to the great man and, and, and I'm, I'm Totally excited about this.
1: Well, it is indeed. We'll be on the dugout. It's something that we've put together to, to, to give back to the fans and and spread this great, great name and a word of softball that is in New Zealand to the world. Uh, but Damien, he's he's based in Wellington. And uh, when we talked about having Brad on as our second guest, he's like, there is no way we're doing that over the phone, man. No way. He drove all the way up from Wellington, brought all the gear up, and so we can be right here at 49 Park Road and the grand owner's <laughs> house, man, what a
2: treat. Mate, yeah, oh, I, I, you know, we, we do a lot together and we, we've we done a lot over the last few years. You starstruck. Yeah, well, nah, it's B-man, it's just, it's B-man. I, I'm just stoked that we're doing this in person, you know, and it just would, all these would have been different over Zoom and, and if we had done that, but you know. We're in his second episode, we don't have to we don't have to go to Zoom just yet.
1: Let's get into it. Brad Runner, a number two guest here on Beyond the Dugout. Let's have a little look what he does for his sponsor. Hi, my name is Brad Runner. I
0: use a synergy trizoom. Yeah. Eastern. Play with it or against it.
1: 200 games for the Golden Homes New Zealand Black Sox 110 test caps 6 world championships 4 gold medals for New Zealand To go with the 4 ISC world titles Our next guest here on Beyond the Dugout Thank you for taking the time My mate, Big Bad Brad Rona Great to have you along Cars. Thank you so much for taking the time
2: You're welcome my brain, anything for you (laughs) B man Thank you so much, we're set up here in your wonderful backyard, um, a little bit more sobering area there so I'm being used to your backyard but uh, we're going to have fun with this I'm sure.
1: Well it's nice to be here for sure Brad on with a story to history, 17 years for the Golden Home Black Soft, started in the hot corner at third base, moves his way to first base but continued to be a, a powerhouse hitter throughout his career, started, a, we'll get to where he, he started from but obviously played softball across this country and in Every tournament, he's won pretty much everything throughout his career. I can't wait to get into into the nitty gritty of, of how that went. B man, when we say that name, B man, it is synonymous, isn't it? Oh,
0: it's just the
1: name, bro. Are you going with the humble one oh, first? We got, all we right. got humble B man today. All right, fantastic. <laughs> well, cause you know, um, I, I made a little joke with Damien earlier, saying, "Are you starstruck?" But you know, bro, a lot of people are starstruck by you. Really?
2: Man, I'm not going to lie, first time I met him, I, I didn't even know he was your mate. I met him at the Worlds last year, and yeah, I was. But it went by pretty quickly, because you just were me in pretty quickly. So that you become a friend of B-Mans pretty quickly, if, right. if that makes sense. And I had that predator look.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did indeed. B, obviously we've been uh, uh, friends for a very long time, bro, but uh, everyone out there, man, wants to know a little bit about you. So let's start off the right way, cuz. Nō no here, queer. where are you from? Ko
0: Ko Whanganui ahau. And so Whanganui is where you were born? Yes. Awesome. What about your iwi, cuz? Oh, te awa, all the way from
1: Taranaki. Oh, fantastic. So born and bred in Whanganui? Yes, sir. Does that make you a river rat? You can call whatever you want. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a bat in my hand, don't say a word. Because <laughs> uh, coming from, from a region like Fanganui uh, and and the river and that area, what type of
0: upbringing was it like?
1: Oh, I was
0: uh, you know, back streets, walking to school in bare feet, getting the, the hand-me-down clothes, it was yeah, it was it was we always had food on the table, and that's all that mattered. so it was it was one of those lifestyles.
1: Yeah. Mum and dad, uh, their their heritage
0: whereabouts were are they from? Oh Mum, she was from the country, in mm-hmm. Whangahu which yep. is about twenty kilometers out of Wanganui, and Dad obviously from uh, Waitara from Taranaki.
1: Because you've got a beautiful family, uh, two boys, uh, Pita and Caleb. And of course, you love your lovely little wife, uh, Amanda. How, how important is whānau or family to you?
0: Oh, it's very important. You know, when you when you got support like like those three, uh, it just makes it so easy for you to to do what you
2: have to do. But yeah, family always first, bro.
1: That's the one. Family first. How good is that, Damien?
2: It's amazing. And being uh, and getting to know their family. Yeah, they're pretty special people.
1: Amanda's cooking us dinner right now. Yeah, we can see everyone.
2: Everyone's inside going around the island. (laughs) Now
1: now Chopper's hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about that, cuz, who does the cooking at home? Amanda, of course. (laughs) She got the touch, eh? She's got the touch. Oh, yeah.
2: Looks after you.
1: Well, she's a fantastic lady and then obviously know that she's a great fan of yours Amanda how is it important to you to to have her at the ballpark when you have been playing over the years um, not not just uh, for, for New Zealand but also the club side and do you hear her
0: <laughs> yes I do hear <laughs> <laughs> but she was um she was a sporty person herself you know she um, played high-level netball um, so she knew what it took uh, and, and just that obviously as a supporter She was always there And did her thing You know She was always heard uh, Always It was great You know As you could hear your partner On the sideline Going going hard And it was like Yeah That
2: you know, kind of build you, you know, Build you up You didn't have to talk her around To come into your games No No She just always came
0: <laughs> Number one fan
1: How cool is that And she's an amazing Mother as well as Amanda, and it's great to know her and know you and and the kids, the kids as well. Before we get on to talk a little bit about you, just talking about your boys now, them coming through the ranks. How are you feeling about them?
0: Yeah, they're um, they're doing quite well. Um, obviously, Pitta's in the wider squad with the, with the Black Sox, and Caleb's just been named in the under 23s and both of them came through the junior program, yeah. was the under nineteen. So. Yeah, that's that's good. Good to see they're uh, they're still you know, stick sticking to it and working hard. Is Dad that kind of like good game son, or like boy, why did you do that? Nah, I was always that one that would, you know, just at the at the dinner table just say something about their game. I thought you could have done this better, but you know, just to be honest, from me looking at them now, that's all I uh, I like like to do now is just watch watch their development.
2: But you do still get to put on the same uniform as them. So how, how's that playing alongside your boys?
0: Oh, that's it's always a awesome uh, and a great moment. You know, um, very lucky enough, you know, to do that. Um, I'm sure a lot of a lot of fathers out there would would love to do that as well. Mm. And I'm just representing them, really.
2: Well, f- I mean. Personally, when I got to read out your names in in order, one, two, three, at uh, the NFC final this year, it was a a big honour for me to read out those names one after the other. And I can only imagine what you guys were feeling being the only first three out there, just the three of you before uh, Edu came through. So, um, yeah. I just want to pass that on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> rona, Rona, Rona. How about that for a batting line? I know, right? For sure. Yeah, without a doubt. No, a, a perfect moment was this year indeed. Cause we go back to the beginning, bro. Where, where does did sopple start for
0: you? In Whanganui. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It um well the two parks there were um oh, what were they doing back then? There was Braves Ballpark. Oh yeah, Braves.
1: It's a good ballpark, that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Athletic Park, which is the main Main park there uh, that I did all my childhood growing up. First club? Uh, Was uh, Wanganui Wanganui Aces. Mm -hmm. Well, who was coaching back then? And what what age group were we talking about? Uh, Very young. I was in my eight, nine, ten. And I had uh, Lindsay Edwards.
1: Oh, wicked.
0: He was one of my coaches. Yeah, And then obviously my dad carried on and did that in my later teen years. And then, um, yeah, those were pretty much the, the two coaches I had. Growing up as a young fella
1: Fantastic Dad, good coach
0: Yeah, very hard <laughs> Yeah yeah. Was that good though? Yeah, I, I think so Because it uh, made me uh, It just stored me how to, how to play the game From that level You know when I only knew Wanganui or Whanganui back then That level And then you get to make rep teams And you get to see Auckland and Wellington and Haveli like, Wow, they're, they're way better than us Yeah we talk about the family, bro. How many brothers and sisters? One brother and one sister.
1: They all play. Yes. I'm not going to say who was best because that's that's an unfair question. But
0: they were good. One yeah. played for Taurapa. Yes, my oldest brother. Yeah, yeah, Shane. He so was, it kind of runs in the family a little. Yeah, I actually played the same positions he played too.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, competition on. Yeah.
1: So Shane kind of led the pathway of kind of going out into the big stuff first.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, well, as you're, as you're moving forward, um, I know one part of your career was going to college uh, and playing there. How did that come about? What college was it? Hotapoura College. Oh, yeah. Paurotarangi. Just saying. <laughs> so what, not far from uh, Whanganui is Hotapoura,
0: but how did that come about? Uh, I might have been a little bit naughty back in those days, uh, Chopper, yep. so I had to get go to boarding school. Yep. Fair Mom enough. Yeah, yeah, mum and dad uh, sent me that way to earn some discipline. Mm-hmm.
1: To be and the fear was the same for me.
0: Yep. And uh, I believe it worked. Yeah, It's not for everyone, but the ones that can get through it, seems to plan out quite well for them. Hard out. Damon, the problem I had, like uh, Brad's a couple of years younger than me, right? Mm.
1: And, you know, normally the young ones come in a couple of years and you're like, oh, good, you can get them to do things for you. The problem is his third former comes, he's already taller than me. What the heck?
2: Well, that wouldn't come to a surprise for a lot of people here. A uh, lot yeah. of people are taller than you. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But I can imagine. <laughs>
1: what were some of the things you took away from being at Hattapolta? That was a moldy boarding college in the middle of New Zealand with a
0: bit of a Catholic background to it as well. Yeah, some uh, some heart and strength. I learned how to do the haka. Um, and I, I took that onto the field when I went to battle with uh, when I was representing uh, Aotearoa, our country. Yeah, we've seen that. We're going to get to talk a bit about the haka because everyone wants to know about that.
2: Absolutely. With With the discipline and, and things that you took away from the boarding school, was it the sport? Was that the focus, or was it the actual boarding life? Because I know it can be different. I was a day boy at a boarding school, and I'd hear a couple of stories.
0: Yeah, uh, well, softball was... Uh, was quite strong back in those days too, and at, at, at college level, I remember going to a few nationals. And yeah, we, we we didn't win them, mm. and we thought we were had a good team, you know. And it, and I think over the whole ballpark of softball was was strong back in those days anyway. Yeah. So you had to uh, you had to go to these tournaments to play against the best.
2: And is that where you started instilling focus and training, and and taking it to maybe another level?
0: Well, no, nah, not really. I was just a little little merry boy getting in trouble at school, trying to get out of school and go get down the road. And fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was just part of growing up, I suppose. Yeah. Well, those things though, they they are
1: all, I guess, uh, moments in your life and growing up, bro. When when did softball uh, really, for you, did you think was going to be something that you were
0: going to love? It wasn't until uh, probably under, under past under-19s, around that, that time, mm-hmm. uh, when this one one guy, he was a New Zealand coach at the time, Mike Walsh, he said to me I had to um, move away from Whanganui or Manawatū just to get to see the good stuff and things will happen for you. He obviously identified talent back then. Yep. Yeah, so that was probably my biggest thing. that I said, oh, okay, then I have to get out of here. Because at that stage, where were you playing? I was living in Tirukina, mm-hmm. and I was playing for... Oh, I was kind of bouncing back from Manawatu to Whanganui. Mm-hmm. I was playing for oh, Hulia Chiefs in, in Manawatu yep. and Whanganui Braves in, in Whanganui. So it wasn't until that time, and... and um, I just said that I had to get away, and I got, the, I got the opportunity to move up to North Harbour.
2: Still playing a bit of rugby as well, weren't you?
0: Yeah, Fine. yeah, no, no, I was still playing rugby. Under-21s. Yeah, mm. Who was that for? For Wanganui Marist. Yeah. Any, any thoughts of taking that
1: career further?
0: Yeah, well, I, well, I, I would have loved to, but... Number eight, twenty-four um, clicks? Yeah. yeah, it was in Zanbrook, it was around on those days. <laughs> <That's any. laughs> Damn him! <laughs> yeah. Oh, He's okay all right.
1: okay Kaz. Before we talk about your your move to Auckland, because it's obviously a big part of uh, of your development and career, one of the things which sticks out when people just see you, you've got this smile there's beams from ear to ear, and yeah. people smile back. Why is that? That's the thing, Mum and Dad. For that, <laughs> got the money maker, eh? Kaz, <laughs> <laughs> do you enjoy though being around people in the game?
0: Yeah, I love it. Definitely. Got so many stories to tell. We all think the same. We played. We did things that, you know, that you do as a ball player growing up or or whatever you do, you know, after the game, catch up with mates that you haven't seen for a while. Have a good old chat.
1: Who were some of the characters back in Palmerston North and stuff?
0: I uh, yeah, had a few. Anthony Olsen, oh yeah. biggest. Yeah, the yeah. biggest. <laughs> Dean Rahihi. Those those were some good days. Some uh, yeah, good players too back in those days. Tiudu Crib,
1: yep, yep. Gazi, yeah, And had a hutapola boy too. Yeah, he is too. That's, right. That's where all the good ones come from. Damien, just saying. <laughs> oh
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, in fairness, I know a couple.
1: Bro, there was a change in your life. Uh, you talked to, touch a bit about earlier about uh, moving to Auckland. How did that come
0: about? Oh, well, well, I was I was playing for. Uh, who your chiefs and we went to club nationals in nelson mm-hmm. and i was um i was crook the whole tournament but i'd you know every time my my bat i'd i unwrap myself from the blanket going bat against this team Northcote and Hayden smith was was one of their Pitchers back yeah. then heater yeah or heater you're the man A eh, heater. <laughs> He's got the most uniforms than anyone else in the world. <laughs> More than you. So
1: heater on the hill for Northcote.
0: Yeah. And I just uh I, I bet quite well against them me. Eh? And uh ever since that that or that tournament, um the manager at the time, Don Freeman and Dave Boswell, um, they were like, We have to get this guy. And they they worked hard over the winter and, and they achieved it ended up here a year later. How old were you then, Brad? I was uh, 20.
1: Wow. So plucked out of Whanganui at the age of 20, coming to the big smoke. What
0: was your thoughts around that? Was yeah. that daunting? Very daunting. You know, it was, um, I didn't know the prices of rent. I didn't know Auckland at all. Uh, um, but we just said, nah, stuff, it. we've got to do it for, for our children or for Putter at the time. Yep, yep. Yeah, and, uh, and Amanda just said, okay then, I'm with you, mm. we, and we just came. Um, obviously Northcote helped us out financially when it came to, you know, the rent side of stuff, they helped us out. Um, getting settled? They got us a job, yeah, getting settled, yeah, oh. exactly, um, yeah. So that was um, very, very, you know, like I had a mortgage back in Wanganui it was $100, I moved to Auckland and it was 275 yeah, I know that's Auckland, isn't it? Yeah. Can we go
1: back to those mortgage limit? The height, though. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. So big move, though. So so Dave Boswell, uh, who, who we're going to talk a little bit about uh, in a bit as well, and Don Freeman, uh, they're, they're on the blur all through the winter. There, we want
0: you, boy.
2: Mm, yeah. And they got me. They got you, all right. Yep. Was there anyone else trying to get the services? Well, Could I actually, um,
0: else? I actually brought up my brother-in-law. Uh, Michael Bowler, he came as well. Mm-hmm. So they didn't know that at the time. I, but I just said, hey, he's coming up. He can play too. And once he obviously threw a ball and ran around and hit the ball, then knew straight away they got two for one. Nice. Yes. Mm.
1: Without a doubt. Man, perfect, perfect. And yet an- another mate from down there too. What's his name? It's, it's not Turkey. Um, squirrel. Chicken, that's that chicken. Andrew Clark, he followed you up too, eh? Yeah,
0: he did actually. Fire him, mm.
1: bro. Oh, Chicky. I haven't seen him for ages. I, he went over the ditch. Yeah, he did indeed. He did indeed. <laughs> but he is a character. So, anyway, you got to come up to uh, to Auckland, bro. When you first got up to Auckland and playing
0: ball up here, what was that like? It was awesome because um, the level was like, wow. You know, coming from Whanganui, I was like, whoa, i put myself in the. And the Lions pen, and that's what it pretty much was like. It was like good ball, a lot of teams, a lot of good pitching. Yeah, it was like, yep, I've come to the right place.
2: How did you adjust to the the better ball? Or did you have to?
0: Oh, you had to, you know, you had to train. You had to be that, that new guy, yep. come in real strong and go to every training, do extra, whatever it took. That was, I was like that, that, that person when I first came up. I wanted to learn. I, I was a sponge.
1: Who were some of the players you were playing with at Northgate at the time?
0: Uh, Kyle Carl he uh-huh. he yeah, he was a good good follow bro. Yeah. he my bro. Um we had a lot of we actually had a lot of uh overseas players too when I first came up. Yeah. Mark Museko, he was a shortstop. Where was he from? From the States. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We had an Aussie, Aussie uh Pat Brady. Oh yeah. Yep, he was the catcher. Carl Magnusson. He was another, like, a second baseman. Mm-hmm. He was a USA player. So we had a lot of influence like that when I first came up.
1: Because the softball in Auckland at the time, and we talk about the North Coast. but what about the players you were playing against in that competition you were playing? What were some of the names you were playing against at the time?
0: Oh, Steve Jackson. Uh, yeah, he was a, you know, one of our legends of our pitchers. Uh, Derek Coleman. Pat, you know, he had guys like Paddy, Heine Shannon. Kyle your Steven Toast, mm, mm, all, those, yeah. all those names. Uh, that, that was what it was like when we when I first came up here. It was like oh, everyone's got a good, good, good player, good pitcher. Because when you stepped in the batter's box as a twenty year old, first time in Auckland, how did they treat you? I don't know. I don't know if they ever knew me. Yeah. Nah. I was like, Who's this merry boy? I had, a, <laughs> I, I had a mullet too back then. <laughs> 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 it's
2: coming back.
1: Yeah. Wow. There you go. Fantastic. Talking about mullet, do I skipped it already? The dreadlocks. When did that come about?
0: Oh, me me and my brother back in the day. We were. um, This was probably two thousand and three. And the bro was like, "Bro, why don't you be a tana umanga of softball, yeah, yeah, and, and get the dreadlocks?" And I'm like,
1: "You did say predator."
0: There you go, yeah, yeah. and and from then, I did, I went and I got them, my brother got them before me, and I'm like, yeah, jeez, they're going to look good on me too. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: who do they look better on? Me, me. (laughs) man. Shane's like,
1: no. no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Man, you had a long uh, career playing club-wise for Northcote. What were some of the
0: highlights playing for that club? Uh, getting close to winning the club nationals, that was probably the highlight. Yeah. But, but but winning, um, you know, like the Dean Shicks and the Vic Goofs, yeah, the big, big ones, big massive tournaments. Um, those were probably my highlights as well.
1: But when you're coming up uh, as a youngster like at 20 years of age, how do you find your foot uh, in this competitive world of sopple, especially back in that era, man, where there were so many good players, not only from New Zealand but internationally playing here in Auckland.
0: Well. I my just my personality I, I suppose coming across to a teammate that um you know, I'm gonna die, die for you. I know you I've got your back. I want I wanna feel the same. That's how I um always thought that, you know, when it comes to a team game, if you got the trust of, of a of a teammate like that, they'll do anything for you and you'll do the same for them.
1: You talked a bit about your dad earlier on, uh when you were a youngster back in Whanganui and, and Palmerston North and at college, uh being your coach, Pete Pete Rona um, bro, when you moved away, how hard was that for him?
0: Oh, it was very hard because he, um, he kind of stopped doing coaching. I moved away. Um, he was still involved with, with, um, in the background, but yeah. just wasn't coaching anymore. It was definitely, uh, definitely a tough for him.
1: What about did he move into a different role though as a coach for you? Did, like, did you get the phone calls and ask you about your game and give advice from,
0: from, from over the phone? Yeah. Definitely, we always talked about that. He was always always wanting to know uh, what, how many, you know, bats and how many hits, everything. You know, did he make any plays? Mm-hmm. Where did I play? All those little questions like that, that as a father would do.
1: What would be his best a bit of advice he would have given you over the years, mate?
0: Oh, just to be yourself and be humble. Oh,
1: that's pretty cool, man. So many titles as you went through that uh, club scene, but then representatively, of course, a bunch for North Harbour. Yeah, yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, you had to kind of play the high level. If you wanted to play New Zealand, you had to play the highest level that New Zealand offers, so I was always going to play for the area that I, that I, I moved to just
1: trying to get a get a perspective on the, the timing. So when you were 20 and you moved to Auckland, that was around when? 98. 1998. Yep. Okay. Two years later, you debut for the Black Sox. That's a fast transition. Pretty good. What do you credit that to?
0: Oh, just um, to Dave and Don Freeman who gave me that opportunity to um, to, to come up here if I didn't do that, I don't think I'd, I'd still be in
2: Wanganui. opportunity, but and talent, but I'm sure a lot of hard work.
0: Oh, definitely. You know that that's without a doubt. Um, you don't get anywhere without putting in the mahi. So, um,
2: what would be the the normal regime back then?
0: I had um, my you know my own deals with with firewood. I'd use a an axe and yeah, split wood. It was like my training for during um, the off season, especially because once a time you need that. Yeah. So I'd, I'd crack it all in, in summer, and then obviously still during winter, that was kind of my my like my prep work for me going overseas as well. Swinging an axe.
1: Splitter
2: axe. That's the secret. That's the secret.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm getting one for each kid now. <laughs>
2: and a fireplace. At <laughs> a
1: fireplace, yeah, indeed. We've got Brad Loney here with us, obviously a legend for a Sopple New Zealand and the Golden Homes Black Sox, or B-Man, uh, talking about the Golden Homes Black Sox now, uh um, 2000 new debut, what led, do you think, to the naming of yourself and the team?
0: Uh, putting up the numbers, uh, the two years, you know, when I got here in 98, I, um, Obviously, put some good numbers up in all tournaments that I, I, I that Northcote were involved, uh, obviously, and for North Harbour as well. Was there any particular tournament that stood out to you before before that? It's oh, a long time ago, bro. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I can't quite remember back back then why um, what I did and how I achieved it. I yeah, I just always had the same approach that you weren't better than me. The picture You know It was always um, It was my My, my thing
1: Yeah Right when you got selected how did, how did that come about Tell us the story I Yeah I got a phone call um, From uh, Grant McCarroll Yeah Manager at the time Manager at the time How did that shake down What were you thinking
0: uh, I, I thought it was a joke At the start Because It was just a random phone call I thought it was uh, Someone Pranking me Making a bit of a joke But yeah, nah, it was, it was, that's exactly how I said it to him. Did you ask him
1: like, East London? London and South Africa? Isn't that like in the UK or something? Oh did you even God. know where East London was? Oh hell, I think I have to get a passport now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you didn't have one at that stage? No. Had you thought about getting one at that stage? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: not in Whanganui anymore, boy. <laughs>
2: uh, big smoke. How are you <laughs> going to get a fern?
1: Bro, who did you talk to first after that phone call?
0: Oh, obviously Amanda, because she was you know, in the whole household. Actually, my brother-in-law was there too. Um, but obviously, to mum, mum and dad, straight away after that. Yeah. Um, what did dad he, say? He was like, "Joy, I'm coming." <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, but getting named in that, uh, the Black Sox for the very first time. I mean, you didn't know how your career was going to go, right? But you know, how, how were you feeling at that stage?
0: I was I was so nervous, um, you know, just saying, look, I'm actually playing for New Zealand, my country, you know, what an achievement, you know, I just broke down, obviously, and I just thought about everything, how I got here in my short career, you know, like 20, 20 years old, when I first got up here and thought, wow, we can
1: just lead me. 20 when he comes to Auckland, 22 when he debuts uh, for the Black Sox. Lead up tour that year, what did you guys do?
0: Uh, To South Africa, we went to, we had a build up tour, we went to the US and to Canada.
1: Mm. Is because that's where the good ball is? Yeah, definitely. And how was that kind of lead up tour?
0: It was good. Um, Massive crowds. Uh, You know, when you go to all these uh, teams and they hear about the New Zealand Black Sox, uh, the whole park gets booked out and packed. Uh, That was um, an eye-opener too, especially for me, uh, being in another country um, and actually witnessing all this. It was like, wow, this is cool. 2000 debuting at the age of
1: 22, phenomenal. Because talking about that tour, I heard um, (coughs) someone forgot to give away the left.
0: he, He always reckons I cut him off. Who's I don't says, know if it was left or right, but I know he went right into the shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to tell us, bro. Who are you talking about? <laughs> oh, my little Mexicano mate, Nate, Nathan Nukunuku. <laughs> hey, my bro. <laughs> so tell
1: us, tell us how this happened. How did Nathan Nukunuku end up at a shop?
0: We were all on scooters, you know, just going for a tiki tour downtown, and the lights, you know, in front of you, you can see them, Um, went orange and then obviously red. And then um, the bro was like, oh, you cut me, he reckons I cut him off. I was like, just coming up to the lights and, you know, stopping. But the bro reckons I cut him off and he ended up going <laughs> all the way to the side yeah. where the shops are yeah. and crashed into it. <laughs> <that. laughs> was the brake on the wrong
1: side? it? <laughs> <the> <laughs> Oh, fantastic. So you're on debut as a 22-year-old rookie (laughs) and you put Nathan Nukaduku, crash him into a shop in a scooter.
2: (laughs) Hell of a start.
1: What a start indeed. Well, of course, you two are going to go on after that for a very storied career. But before we get into that side of things, bro, when you got to the World Cup or even in the build-up tour, your first at-bat for New Zealand, where was that and how were you feeling?
0: I had no idea where I was actually, bro. It was like in another country, another new name, another new ballpark. So it was very, very uh, blowing away because of the the crowds, the support that these these teams in in America and and in Canada. The parks are like full, man. You don't see that. I hadn't seen that in New Zealand until I went to another place like Canada and the US. I was like, wow, they know how to. Full of the park up,
2: and they were there because of you guys, or they're just softball fanatics, softball fanatics. Awesome,
1: great to play in front of an educated crowd. eh? when you got to the World Cup, cuz first at bat,
0: strikeout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you remember that one? Yeah, I was who was it against? <laughs> uh, it was against Botswana, really?
1: Mm. Wow. Was that, uh, that Tony Moyo on the on the hill then?
0: Tony Moya. Moya, yeah. I think he was too. He
1: was throwing gas back then too, eh? Yeah. When <laughs> you struck out, you're going, yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, um, I know because I've spent a bit of time with you, but to get to the gold medal match. We know history tells us Marty Grant takes the hill there against Japan. Throws a no-hitter to win that ball game and that gold medal for New Zealand in 2000 in East London. What's your story in that game? What's your takeaway?
0: The roar. Um, we just stayed in that game the whole time. We battled and battled. Um, obviously, Marty pitching us pitching us three three games in a row mm-hmm. back then, and, and took the final. So, just the the work ethic that I was around guys like those guys. Just installed what I, you know, obviously my career, I wanted to be like that too at their age.
1: Pretty impressive, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Marty, granted that. But you you and your uh, um, your crash buddy Nathan Nukaduku, not in the starting lineup that day, what did you guys say to each other?
0: Oh, well, we made a little pack in the dugout. We said, um, this is never going to happen. We're going to always be out there and play. And uh, we achieved that.
1: You certainly did, indeed.
2: You talk about... The first step at bat, but I want to. I want to know how. How was that feeling the first time you did the hucker?
0: Oh, it, you know, it was. Um, it's just some something that I was. I was pretty good at. You know, I learned that from obviously mm. um and and to do that is. It, it's it's it was warm. It was it was warming. You know, like I. Um, I love doing it. I wanted to do that more
2: channel that aggression that you've had you know with the upbringing and everything I, I read that um, very much the haka was a part of that for you? Yeah definitely it, 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 you know
0: you were allowed to release uh, certain things and, and that's it, how I felt I released all the negative bad stuff that you know that I was around I just it, it was just something that um, I felt every, every time I, I did the haka that Something was getting released
2: and somebody was was watching me. And how long did it take before you started leading it for the country?
0: Oh, it didn't take long. Uh, maybe a couple of years. Then I uh, knew I had a good voice, and old <laughs> Thomas, or Larry would always go, Oh, hey, about time, eh? It's your turn. All right, then. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to go.
1: <laughs> Here will because you know, we talk about the hucker, and you've you mentioned about where some of that has come from, but all of the international guests that we've spoken to and we've heard about, man, they find your haka so fearsome. Let's have a look at it. Mode to wear, geez. Watching that now, cuz he it puts tingles down my spine, bro. When you are leading the haka and you're out there representing our country, what is firing you up? What is doing
0: emotions, man? Just letting letting it go. You're out there, um, just doing what you love, Uh, performing, and, and just yeah, having a good time.
1: Little story about, it. that was 2013 against Australia, we're going to get to that game a little later, but uh, there was something different at the beginning there as you were coming out from the huddle, what was
0: that? Oh that's just an acknowledgement of, of our walkers um, in Aotearoa and, and I threw in a Hamoa one there for our Samoan brothers, mm-hmm. that was just our, yeah, just because we had obviously Samoans in our team as well,
2: so that was just a little bit of tūtoko for them. Before you rose up, did you say anything to the boys?
0: Oh no, we, we rehearsed. You know, this is something we did. at, You know, everyone knew um, the words. The you know, when we, we to get to a certain position. Um, we you know, we went over it time and time. We wanted it to uh, showcase a, a good haka for our, our sport, bro. When you do the hucker, do you lock eyes with one person, or <laughs> you, you put the shits up everyone? No, I used to just pick out one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Who was the go-to in Australia?
0: Oh, I had a few of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> these, uh always different Balby tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jeff you know, Gulligan Yeah, you know, I'd always like looking at him. Uh, Adam Folkard. Uh Yeah, uh Kirk Patrick. All the guns, you know, they, they were the studs in their team. So I'd I'd always try and just
2: like I'm I'm in for this game, boys. I hope you're ready too. Have you had any of those players come to you and tell them what it's like to face the hucker, face yeah. you? Yep, yep.
0: No, it's just that um, yeah, they it was always um, would win that battle. They were they wouldn't even try and look at it. It was like they were they were, they were taunted from it. They never knew what it was like to um, to have something like that thrown at them.
1: Uh, B man, for our international guest, bro, you know, why do you do the huka? why does New Zealand do the haka when you face another international team?
0: It's, it just means we're going to battle. Um, we're going to play you. This is how we we f- we start off by by scaring you, and we're sharing all the passion that we that we that we're going to bring to the game. It's a respect thing as well. Oh, definitely. They uh, well, a lot of countries didn't didn't respect us, mm. and uh, until later, until a lot of them started playing with us when we were going overseas, and then they realised that okay, you got you guys are pretty cool guys.
1: Pretty cool indeed. Uh, Guys, if I, if I jog back uh, before we get to 2013, 2004, first time uh, playing for New Zealand on home soil, what was that like?
0: That was awesome. Just having our our whanos, our friends, um, you know, just coming down to the ballpark, especially in Cuthwick Green down in Christchurch. That was, a you know, just a, an unbelievable thing because normally when you're overseas, you don't get that support. Not that many, you know. We, we we packed the whole whole park out. It was like
2: us playing in, in the states or Canada. What was the build up to that one? Considering you'd had a few years in in the saddle.
0: Oh we, yeah, yeah, The build up was good. Um, you know, we um played in house stuff with, with uh, like the B teams. The, we had placed to play against Samoa, um, and we we didn't actually do quite you know that well. We were under the pump, uh, I suppose what you'd, pu- you'd call it. Um, a lot of lot of our players that we play against knew how we played, mm. where overseas players didn't know, mm. and that was the difference. They and they'd beat us, you know. we leading up to a World Series, and th- and the questions would come out: like, Oh shit, have, have they got the right team to do this? Yeah, and um, yeah, we had to find and and work hard and. We, you know, we're went away uh, to try and get get things cracking, like to, to, to know each other a little bit better. Um, and that's all it takes is having that, that quality time together.
2: And on a personal level, B, man, didn't you have to adjust your swing? Didn't didn't you have some back issues that you had to sort out later later 2003 before building up to 2004?
0: Yeah, it was flexibility issues with my back. Um, I always had to be stretched out and overstretched before a net back. Uh, that was just something um, that uh, just came on during that tournament. But that
2: adjusted the technique? Um, no,
0: I, I suppose I was always restricted, um, but I just wouldn't let that be an issue uh, in front of my teammates.
2: Yeah.
1: Because in that uh, 2004 campaign, we're going to get to the, the meaty end of it, but you're talking a little bit about your warm-up tour and you maybe dropped a game or two and people were asking questions – the question I want to ask is, how does the Black Sox find a way to win? And we, and, and if I jog back a little bit to 2000, there's the famous story about the accommodation was not that good, teams left the accommodation, you guys stuck there as a team in that accommodation. How do you guys find a way to win and how do you find a way to be a team?
0: That's why we don't, uh, like the accommodation, you know, wasn't the best, but you don't, you don't uh, when you're in someone else's country in someone else's backyard... You respect their their ways and what they give you, and obviously, El New New Zealanders, we we did that with open arms because that was probably the best thing that that was was for us because the support and the the kais and the washing, everything was done for us for love, and singing. Oh, those it was memorable. Those those women. Yeah. Yeah, man.
1: Is it, does it does it resonate with your Maori heritage as well?
0: Yep. Definitely. That's why we stayed there and that's why we got on so well. Yep. They uh, they were in tears. They cried when we left. Wow. Wow, that's awesome, bro. That's sure. awesome.
1: Well, if we fast forward now to uh, to 2004 uh, there in Christchurch, as you were talking about that campaign and, and, and playing at home for the first time, well, you, you're up against the Big Foe uh, Canada, there, Canada a couple of times and a, a couple of interesting moments uh, in the lead-up match to the Grand Final and then the Grand Final.
0: Oh, yeah, there was a little... A scuff away at third base. That's yeah. right. It wasn't really much. It eh? was then a little bit of a, sh- a push and a shove. Yeah. But I think. Um, Tensions are high, right? Yeah, definitely. And it exhalated ex- uh, a little bit more in the toilets, I believe. <laughs> yeah. The Canadians are proud too, though, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Got to yep. give that to them. I respect the Canadians for that, for sure. But then the grand final there, uh, um, they get you back by plugging in the leg. You know. What was your thoughts coming into that
0: at bat? Oh, I was just, I'm um, coming into the bat, I'm going to drive the ball. Um, obviously, I get drilled. I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm on first base. Now we've got a couple of runners on. That's all I was thinking. Okay, I got hit. But I'm like, I found out later, like a year later when I played in the States, why, why that happened.
1: In saying that, bro, back just back on the game, man, in that game, you guys could go down by a number of runs early in that match four or five runs from memory, or something like that four, I think it was. Uh, made a pitching change, but you guys found a way to fight your way back in that final.
0: Yeah, we always knew we had, um, we were strong with our hitting. Um, our pitching was a little bit you know, we lost Marty Grant leading up into that tournament, That's right? Yeah, a day before, and and um, we knew our pitchers, like Jimmy, they were they just. Grabbed it by, they just grabbed the ball by the horn and said, oh, you follow me, boys, and and, and that's what we did. We knew we had a good hitting team, and it showed it didn't no matter how many runs they got up on us, we still came back and, and beat them.
1: 9-5, New Zealand win, gold medal for New Zealand, which completes the three-peat too, right? Two, two you were there with the gold medals and then the one before you as well. How significant do you think that was for uh, for the Black Sox brand, but also just New Zealand sport?
0: Oh, definitely. It was, um, you know, it it actually put us on the map in New Zealand a little bit. You know, we weren't really known um, until we started winning world titles. And then um, people started to talk about us and things started to happen, started to move.
1: Uh, but I'd like to talk to you a little bit now about your ISC career before we go back to the Sox, because you've got a long career with the Sox. But the ISC was a long one as well. You played for a number of teams
0: over the years, started in Wisconsin. How did that come about? Yeah, it was funny. I was just on a, um, a, pl- a plane ride going to Wellington for a training camp. Mm-hmm. And I was happened to sit with Patrick Shannon. And he goes to me, hey, you want to play in the States? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay you then, <laughs> okay then, and that's pretty much the conversation we had me and Pat on the plane. Yeah, and hello, a few months later, I'm playing with them in the states. What team was that? County Concrete or right. County Materials? And what, what
1: was that like, bro? Going over there to play professionally for the first time? It
0: was it was cool, man. It was um, you know, it was like living in a little town, yeah, a little country town, no big no, fifteen hundred probably. Um, but just the. Little, you know, the country people are so warm. They they um they knew we were Kiwis. Um, obviously, we had players that had played um in that area and that in that town too. Eric Wilson, he was one of the ones who led the way. Um, Derek Coleman, um, Kelvin Roberts. So you know, there was Kiwis that actually played in Wisconsin before me and Pat and Heine, and Heiney was there as well. Yeah. So the obviously the the um. The Area, the sponsor Tim Sonatag, obviously loved uh, having kiwi, uh, Kiwis because mm-hmm. there was a few of us that yeah. were there. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that is? Well, we were so alike, you know, little country people. Um, we're Kiwis, we're humble, we're, were straight up, we're honest, and um, really, yeah, good. it goes a long way
2: and really good at ball,
0: <laughs> and there too, and there too, <laughs> <laughs> and there too, bro. Bro, staying in a, a
1: little town like that, but but. But when you play your competitions, where were they? Were they close? Were they far?
0: No, they weren't very far. You'd have a a midweek, couple of games during the week Mm -hmm. in Warsaw. Just a bit of, um, yeah, local stuff. It was cool. It was fun. Um, Especially in the car parks, they were always fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, with County
1: Concrete, you stayed with them for a number of years, but picked up a world championship with them with the ICs.
0: What was that like? Yeah, that was just, um, it was awesome just giving back to Tim and the family that had been in the in the sponsorship game for over 20 years and winning that uh, first title for them was, um, yeah, it was a dream, uh, obviously a dream come true for them, but just being there and honoured to be there and representing them um, and winning, winning the, the biggest title you can win in the States, in America, it was, yeah. It was was an amazing feeling, awesome. Well, as your
1: your first IC title, who were you playing against in the title match and how did that game go? We
0: were actually playing against the Farm Tavern from Wisconsin also and uh, it was a close game right through the game and Mm. then uh, we were facing Corey Guru, a, a Canadian pitcher through through real hard. Real hard thrower. Gas. Up, up, down. Yeah. Had the had the good stuff. Um and just we just fought, fought our way back. Because you guys were behind, right? Yeah we were. He we, was we, all over you. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, we just crept back, crept back. I think I got a walk, Donnie got a hit, and um Kifu comes up and gets a little gets a hit too to to, to actually win the game. And that, uh yeah that was it was an awesome
1: atmosphere there too, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that ISCs they talk about being one of the you know, obviously the biggest a club base, if you like professional, semi professional club based tournament in the world, to get to the top of that mountain must be so difficult.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. You got you know you've got um a whole lot of international players that they they go there now too because they wanna they wanna see the best. And you kinda have to too, if you want to put yourself out there. That's the place you want to go.
1: in those early days, uh, Brad at, at County or County Materials, I think they, they turned their name into you know who were some of the instrumental players that you played with or coaches?
0: Oh it was the, the older guys that, that I played with of um, the, the cybergs, the the YZs, the Sonotags to me, um, just playing with guys like that um, that you know they, they worked hard every day. To survive and live, and they played hard when when, when they were at training and and, and during the game and it, and it, and I'm all like, yeah, oh, this this is cool atmosphere. I like this, and obviously, I got to stay there for five years.
1: Nice. Mark Sorensen spent a little bit of time there too.
0: Yeah, he was there. He was he was a part timer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> lucky he gets <laughs> a jet in for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Jet out with the trophy. VIP. Yeah, VIP. (laughs) Because you became that, so don't worry (laughs) (laughs) worry about throwing dirt shade in that area. Um, To talk about, cars? one of your cousins, Jared Martin, he was obviously one of the uh, um, stalwarts of paving the way uh, over there at the ICs. When was it a chance that you got to play with him, and and, and what was that like?
0: Yeah, it was obviously making the World Series in 2000. Um, um, He just made it so easy for me to transfer into – being around the guys, um, you know, just about being whanau. Um, just be yourself. You know, have a beer, have a, relax, you know, like you would normally do at a, at, a, at a barbecue at home or around the whanau. So that's all, that's what it, what he um, made, made it feel like for me.
1: Watching him play over there on those world stages, whether it be a World Cup or a be of ISCs, what's some of the things you took away from his game?
0: Oh, just... Um, when you have an opportunity to perform or to to drive someone in, trust trust yourself and do it. Yeah, that's what I I I got from Jazz. He was always that one that would come through.
2: When did that trust in yourself? When when did that click for you?
0: Um, um probably um at that under eighteen level. I won you know won titles there. Yeah batting titles, um, and I just thought that, you know, I if can I, I have the same attitude like that, yeah. uh, with every, with every uh, at-bat or approach, I can I, 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 I can do pretty well. Did pretty well indeed. <laughs> Obviously,
1: yeah. World Championship with the uh, County Materials, and as you march on, you're going to end up with four IRC World titles. Uh, as we move between the different teams. But before I get to one of the next teams that you won a world championship with, we're going to talk a little bit about New York. Well, we talk about Bright Light, Big City, uh, moving to Auckland, but boy, oh boy, start spreading the news. New Yorkers, the Patsies, how did that come about?
0: Yeah, um, I just got approached um, after the ISEs in 2005 when I won it with County. Uh, Travis Wilson actually. Um, Asked if I wanted to come over and have a look at Petzi's, a New York team, blah blah blah. A few of the few Kiwis in the team at the time, um, so I was like, okay, I, I might be able to get my family over there. Um, I had a, had a talk with Phil. Phil Rogers was a, was a, was a sponsor at the time. Uh, he said to bring the family straight away It wasn't a problem, um, and we all went over and lived there summer. Uh in New York City, fifty first and seventh. We live right there. We looked out outside our window, living up eighteen stories high and just looked down at Times Square and go, Are we really here in New Zeal uh, in New York? Am I a softball player or a rock star? Wow Because <laughs> I heard stories
1: about Your team Like we hear about these players Having to go and play In different cities and stuff To the tournaments And they'd have to take Five connecting airline flights <laughs> Or drive For 22 hours I heard you guys Got a limousine To the tarmac To a private jet Is that true? It's true Wow yeah. bro.
0: Wow What What about some of the other things You've got to do Midweek Oh Midweek We um, If there was any Yankee game uh, Going on at the at the Bronx in the Bronx, uh, you were you were able to go. Um, so he'd just organised tickets for you. You just had to go down and pick them up, and they were there. Um, catch the catch the train, and and you know within an hour you're, you're watching a ball game. And it was the New York Yankees, and didn't, didn't matter who, who who you were playing. It was those games were just on tap.
1: You think about a young boy from uh, from Fanganui. <laughs> Now living in New York and to be fair, it sounds like you're a rock star. <laughs>
0: I felt like I felt like one actually they man. Weekends. Yeah, just, just especially when you, um, you you get to go to Beyonce's birthday parties. Whoa, 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 wait what? a minute. What? what 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 well this is New York, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. These, oh, these of are course, of the kind of things we
2: got we got up to. I went to New York. I didn't I didn't I didn't meet Beyonce are at a party. Oh, you gonna tell it, us yeah. how this went down, bro? What was that Jay Z's Forty Forty Club, mate? Oh, oh. 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 god, <laughs> Dro- drop another name in
0: there,
1: <laughs> bro. What was that like?
0: Oh, it's unbelievable. It's a it's a showcase like you never ever witnessed something like that ever before. You know, it was just it was a show on a show and a show and a show. Wow. It doesn't matter what room you went to, whether it was a different theme. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> it's crazy Wow bro That's, that, that's yeah. I don't even know where, How to talk about that.
1: that That's That's just Just insane And Broadway shows Things like that Oh they
0: were on tap as well Wow Yeah The Lion King We saw that for the very first time That was Wow And You know we went to A, a couple more after that But It's just just unreal How you get to Witness things like that And that's how It all starts off for them <laughs> Um, Patsy,
1: so, you, so you, you spent your time with them, and of course, uh, would have been we're doing great time. I'm sure lots of stories in that. But let's let's move forward now um, to Jarvis because you won three titles with him. How did you guys create that dynasty?
0: We, we had a good team. Simple. Um, we had good pitchers. We had good hitting. We had good management uh, with Steve Kuza and Doc Simmons. There, he was there. One of the sponsors. We just had a good we'll organise drilled
2: association so just for for people that don't maybe know how how much a year are you playing here at this stage what's your calendar
0: uh well it's it's normally october to march yeah for our new zealand league then we'll shoot over in june play in the american season june july august yeah and then some of the boys might go on another another month and go to Europe.
2: <laughs> Just throw
0: Europe in there as well. Yeah. Yep. Um so and they could they and some of them could play in that whole yep. European league as well for three months. So it's quite season can well. be quite long. Mm.
1: Mm. Talking about that bro, um uh, we're, we're going to go back to, to, to the ICs, but if you think about all the places you've played in the world, bro, you know, what sticks in your memory bank?
0: Wow, wow, yeah, exactly. Chop,
1: like. Have you got any pages left
0: in your passport?
2: What number of passport are you on? Yeah, <laughs> yes, oh,
0: yeah, I've had a few, yeah, I bet because they went back to the old five the old years, five they years, yeah, more money off me. <laughs>
1: We know how you're generous Don't worry about that <laughs> But if you think about the countries bro You know uh, uh, That you've managed to play in Around the world You know what, what, what were some of the highlight countries?
0: Oh definitely You know Definitely the states in Canada um, Just the It's not so much the ballparks it's, it's probably the people You know The people you meet Um that stick in my head more more than anything. Hey, um
1: who are some of those people you mean that sticking in? <laughs> oh, there's
0: so there's so many men. It's every every um every team I went and played for, you know, I, I had a connection with um with a lot of those with a lot of the sponsors, a lot of the um organisation, the players and coaches. Just it was just a fun time to to be involved.
1: Talking about that bro, through that I C career or, or even the world uh, career uh, some of the hitters that you admired, watching play the game, who were some of them? Oh,
0: our, our own, obviously, uh, Petty and Donny. Um, they were always nice, nice to what to watch. We always, we always talk about who hit the biggest home run, but yeah. we we're all gonna say oh, I did. <laughs> hey Donny, hey Petty. <laughs> What about
1: on the flip side, cause Who are some of the pitchers? Well, let's go first. Well, who's a who's a pitcher that would spring to your mind that you just don't want to face?
0: Uh, he probably plays Divy Threes. <laughs> it's normally the real slow ones, you know, yeah. Through the, the, the junker, junker, yeah. These are the scariest ones, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but some of the some of the greats that you played behind.
0: Oh, Darren Zek, yeah, yeah. He was a good fellow, to uh, Oh bro, tell us a bit about D. Oh man, he he for a big man he could move, eh? He could get down that track and he'd always say, Don't you let me pick the bunt up, B man. <laughs> so every time, every time I wanted to beat him. Yeah. Yeah. He beat me a couple of times. Did he? Yep. Yeah.
1: What did he say to and, you?
0: And and now nah, from from then I was like, nah, I wanna get everyone after that.
1: So you got a bit of time you spent a bit of time with Z and uh, and if I remember correctly, you actually got to go to his hometown.
0: Yes yeah no went on to the um reservation like a like a marae, mm, you know it's mm. it's very similar to that he 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 uh took me through his his religion his what well, his beliefs and with obviously being in a a smokehouse um yeah, just it was an unreal and one of the scenic wildlife times that I've ever witnessed. Mm. Just going on, four-wheeler motorbikes up to the hills, seeing eagles, seeing bears, just seeing wow. unreal f- nature, unreal. Mm. Me and Jared, me and Jared Martin. Nice. Well, with your cousin, perfect. cousin, yeah. Even better. Bro, if you could wrap up
1: Darren Zach into one word, what would that one
0: word be? Oh, big chief.
1: Big chief. Yeah, right. He's the big chief. Oh yeah, man. I mean, I I never got to play against him, and I wish I, I wish I had of uh, in in my career. But I did get to meet him in two thousand and four at that World Cup in Christchurch. He was pitching for Canada at the time, and uh, I saw this guy walking up, like he'd just got off a horse. You know, had that walk mm-hmm. uh, uh, about him. Um, but then when I when I when I said, "Hey, man, you know, my name is Jason Gerbys or chopper, and and um, and I'm, I'm great. I've heard so much about you." He took time man and spoke to me. Well, wow. Didn- didn't know me from bar soap. But just took time, and he was so generous with his time as well.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's Darren. He's um, so humble. You know, if kids come up, want, a, want an autograph, want a signature, yep, no problem. And he's always got time to talk to anyone.
1: Oh, well, fantastic indeed. Toronto Gators, cuz, that's where you finish your ISC career. and uh, You had a big milestone uh, as you were going through that, obviously that time living in Toronto, but... Uh, and you're obviously a big contributor for that team. Let's have a look at that. Outfield trying to catch that ball over his shoulder. <laughs> as he talked about into the dusk, night sky. He recovered well. But Brad Rona turns on the very next pitch. It's deep. It's gone. Brad Rona
2: Solo home run. Brad Rona It's oh, three Brad and up Rana. in Gators. Ah. Now leads three Brad three. Rona really coming through here
0: this tournament. Oh. Big powerful home run here in the bottom of the fifth inning, extending the Toronto hand. Gators lead from 2 0 up to that 3 0 level.
1: Well, Cuzzy, facing one of your mates from Australia, Adam Folcard, in that 2016 in the world title match against uh, Hill United. You batted a 385 that tournament, three home runs, and they were all in the final three games of five RBIs, bro. You would just sing it like a pumpkin.
0: Yeah, it's just like anything you get into a groove. Um you do see it like a pumpkin. Um and that's pretty much how I I saw those uh those last games. I was seeing the ball really well. Um obviously you know the home runs and that that's you know, they, they those those happen. And I was obviously seeing the ball, you know, really well.
1: Five IC Champions champion's... Seven times all world, and in the last one, because 2016, MVP Amanda was there for that. What did that feel like?
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool. Her, um, just being there, like she always is, anyway. You know, just hearing her voice cheering me on, it's always uh, it gets me going too. You know, just you get yourself pumped up when you hear someone supporting and you and you know that voice, it's um, it's it's special.
2: And she, that was the first one she got to see in person wasn't it yeah oh winning yes yeah. yes it was
1: guys w- when you come together as we're just finishing off the exercises but when you come together and you've got players from different parts of the world how do you how do you bring
0: them into a team how do you make them a team Oh, you you know you um you just sit them down in first first training like I'll, I'll tell uh, the coach that i want I want to see something. Before you take over, and and, and um, I'd, I'd always do that. I'd just say, "Hey, just look around. Your teammates now—we're not from Australia. We're not from Canada. We're not from US. You know, we're not USA. We're not from New Zealand. We all got the same shirt on, and that's who we play for. And um, and would always eat together, drink together, just hang out." Because we all wanted to know each other, and and that's how we uh, became the teams we became.
1: ICS was an amazing time in your career, bro. When you when you look over, over back over that at that career, what do you want people to, to remember about Brad Rona playing the ICS?
0: Oh, just a, a, you know, just a, a good player, humble, and yeah, very fun to be around.
1: You are fun that, to bear. That works. That's, that works. That's for sure, bro. Cause let's go back to the Black Sox now, because your career is, uh, is so long there. And uh, uh, when, you, when you think about the, the longevity in the game, but uh, about what you've seen though, we're gonna have a look at a little bit. Look at a little bit of the bling that you've got from your time at the ICs and uh, and the Black Sox. But what would be you, if you were looking over that span of seventeen years playing for New Zealand at the, at the highest level? What would be your highlights?
0: Oh, this, this, there's, there's many, there's many highlights, but the one that sticks in my mind would be the um, at home in 2013. Sorry, Andrew, but uh, that play at home, home plate, when you dropped the ball and I ran you over, that was probably one of the highlights.
1: He's probably still losing that, 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 that hurt shoulder. Look, we're going to get to that video clip shortly, bro. That game, 2013. You're facing one of your foes, Australia, in that. Why is the competition between New Zealand and Australia at at a certain level?
0: It's 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 just inbred in us. You know, we are playing Australia. We, we we grow up watching. Um, doesn't matter what code it is, netball, rugby, you know, league. It's just that rivalry um, thing we we have with our Australian
2: neighbours. We have that, but. You get to put on the fern and take them on. So, is there extra pressure, or do you you're hungry for it even more? Oh, it's
0: yeah, it's a test match. That you just approach that as um, I suppose every, every every team's different. You you just work against you know what you're going to come up against. Mm-hmm. Um, do your homework too. You know you do, you have to, um, and and otherwise you you, you come second.
2: Too true.
1: The 2013, you're playing Australia in the uh, last couple of days of that tournament, trying to find your way to the gold medal match, and just like always, bro, it's a Titanic matchup, and you're against Adam Falkard. If we march back to the cycle before that, he throws a perfect game against you and and Saskatoon
0: to win their first and only
1: gold medal. What's he like to face?
0: Uh, he's he's confident. He's um, you know he got got all the good spins. Um, he's got good gas. Just to, uh, you know, just born to pitch. Um, yes, one of my, um, you know, one of my favorite pitchers that I, I, I um, faced. I uh, I had to have my A game, otherwise you're always going to strike me out. Um, that's kind of the. You know, you know me. We lived together. We played together for a few years. Um, you know, you've come to my house. I've come to your house. Uh, We we had some good times, you know, playing together and and obviously against each other. So, uh, you know, you only made me a better player and a better hitter to face guys like you.
1: Oh, that's well said, man, and well noted. Adam Folkard, one of the best pitchers in the world and also a great gentleman as well. Uh, If I can lay the table a little bit for us here, Damien. In 2013, playing Australia, uh, there's one guy you pick out in the haka and we saw the hucker a little bit earlier, Jeff Gulligong. well, he comes up his first at bat, blasts a home run, second at bat, blasts another home run. You guys are down by two runs to nil. Folkard is just reaming you guys up, left, right and centre. We go to the fourth innings, you're up to bat and this happens. Make your decision. Two balls, three
0: He's it's done a great. job there and got himself back in the ball game here. All about momentum we talked oh about earlier. about
1: in yourself into a position to create some pressure. We see the pitch out of the zone. Change-up. Bradrona hit and he knew it straight off the bat. Look at him. Pumped his fist.
0: Polkard hasn't thrown many change-ups and he hung that one there as we see him go over the stands. He just flew past me too.
2: And left field.
0: He's pretty
1: excited. <laughs> so you tie the game up 2 2 there in the fourth innings. Because i got two questions around that, real good ones, I guess. Is that one, what is it like to play at home in front of a packed crowd? And, and how did you hit that ball out of the park? I actually closed my eyes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what, when you saw the crowd? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: The crowd was massive, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: man. That was awesome. It's nothing better man you got just Everyone cheering for you In that tight game um, Home as well Yeah exactly Home, uh, home even <laughs> Yeah It's It's the ultimate feeling man When you get to play In front of your fam- family And your friends Especially at that level At that highest level Did you know it was Going off the bat? Yeah I did actually It didn't look like it From that swing but <laughs> <laughs> When you hit the middle Of the bat Things happen Yeah The fist went up Pretty <laughs> quickly <laughs>
1: Well, just outstanding uh, uh, man and what a wonderful achievement there Brad with that uh, tying the game up for New Zealand in such a critical match but in any battle against Australia it gets interesting late in the match here with Patrick Shannon. Patrick shouldn't get plugged on the uh, back elbow there. Well, it looked heavily intentional, dude. The bench is clear. You all come out. What's that? what's what's the feeling like when something like that happens?
0: Don't hurt, don't hurt my brother. I'm going to be right out there. You know, support him. That's how. Yeah, that's how we all were feeling, bro.
1: On the flip side of that, man, how do you continue to play at an international match at that level with those emotions?
0: Are you, you have to. You have to um, embrace all that, all that emotion. Uh, it's just um, part of your learning as a as a as a player too. You know, you you learn to adapt to those things and and you know and um achieve what we we achieve
1: we saw you w- with your heroics earlier on in the match with to tie up the game. Then all the emotion of the uh, all-in brawl or push around there after Paddy Shannon gets plugged. How do you stay focused for when you may get another opportunity?
0: Yeah, yeah. Th- kind of, you know, you, you get in that situation there, you get pumped up, but then you, you just learn you have to, um, it's like not, don't learn, let in the ice melt. You know, in your head, you know, you, you've just gone really hard out and ran out there and your emotions are so, you know, built up. It's like getting back in the dugout and just calm down. If, if you calm down real quick, you, you're, you're going to be a better player, especially if you're, you're coming up to bat.
1: Getting an opportunity to be in a big moment in a match, is that daunting?
0: No, nah, it's exciting. It's, it's what you live for. Why? Cause you want to just do well, and, and everything's on you. It's a it's a it's a close game. Uh, we, you you could be losing, and, and you come through and do well. It's it's um, yeah. It's a, it's it's awesome. It's a it's a it's a feeling. Man, it's it's a rush. It took about a rush. Bottom of the
1: tenth innings. New Zealand are down by two runs, and they're down to their last strike with two outs. You're up to bat in a two-two count. Again. Takes to the south, so it's <laughs> <laughs> two all. Two and two. Two balls and
0: two strikes. Here goes and Adam winds up. Winds it up. There's a
1: pace. Hit
0: For the second time this week, the Black Sox have come back on the two outs
1: in the bottom of the last innings and Brad a showing all the class there. two rise balls, gets a drop ball that he drives in gap, Manages to still get himself round to second base. We talked about big plays and big situations and when the big players come to play. So that is certainly one of those occasions. Wow. Down by two. No strikes left. Two down. And you come clutch because talk us through
0: it. Yeah, he went to the drop ball. <laughs> he just buzzed me twice with two rise balls. Yeah, it was, it was quite, Um, I, I wasn't expecting a drop ball. I just ha- happened to see something across the plate and got a good part of the bat on it and obviously hit that double. But, yeah, yeah. You, know, I, you know, I pitched a little bit too and I just thought that, his selection, whether he him and his catcher um were seen the same or been on the same page, I don't know, but you know, he was a Adam was a very good rise ball pitcher. Yeah, man. Yeah.
1: That's what two thousand and nine was, right? Buzz the, the rise ball.
0: Oh yeah, when you're throwing what one forty two, you just don't see that that pace.
1: Just before I get to the next part of this match, an exciting match, the conclusion of it, Murray Herbert um, sends us a question. Guys, when you hit a bomb, do you say poof or ika?
0: I say oots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, bro, you're on second base now. Donnie Howell gets uh, intentionally walked to first base and Ben Inoka sets up for, maybe for the catcher from Australia, a tough time. Let's have a look.
0: To win the game
1: for the Black Sox when they were dead and buried. Two strikes, two outs, bottom of
2: the tenth innings. Brad Rona with the base set to tie it. Walking Donnie Hale. Now Ben Anoka comes up with a big hit
1: to win. Smashed him, bro. Wow, what a climax, cuz. What a climax.
2: <laughs> Chan- channeled that old rugby player, that old number eight. B-Ran, it?
0: bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it didn't actually make uh, crowd goes wild for a bit there as well. It, it did.
1: Number one. Number exactly. exactly. <laughs> one. bro. That was wicked. Because <laughs> when Bennocker uh, hits that to uh, to centre field, did you have any question? You hit. You were going to hold up at three.
0: <laughs> no. No. Eddie was. He was sending me straight away, and I was like, okay. I knew it wasn't hit hard, hard, but. As you can tell, the, you know, the centre fielder was quite close. I don't know if he um, was a little bit of dew out in the outfield or not, or yeah. he didn't seem to have a good through. But even though no, he had a good it's Just he beat me there. The ball beat me there, it's just that the catcher got scared. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, was joke. that a nuts as well?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bro, so you run in there, the ball pops out of the, the glove of the catch before you get there, down you go. Ploughing through like Buck Shelford uh, Through the Australian catcher To win that game 5-4 To send you through to the middle round At the World Cup Because What did it feel like?
0: Ah, oh, You know just Just to play at that level bro. honestly It's It's, it's the, the greatest feeling Um Yeah it's Words can't imagine What what you go through sometimes eh You're just in that zone Um you just channel things that you can channel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we hear Dale Husband there calling you big, bad Brad, Ron. Question from Corey Rissett. Are you actually big and bad?
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Only you would say that, eh? <laughs> cool, cool, nice. I'm a big TDBA, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, lovable teddy bear. <laughs> oh,
1: that's the one, cos. I mean, what a memorable moment. Uh, playing it, playing at home, and um, we're gonna have a chance here, cos you've you've brought together a bit of bling for us to have a look at today. Tell us a bit about that.
0: Yes, yeah, you know, my collection over my years of playing uh, at the highest level, uh, ISF New Zealand um, and ISCs in in America.
1: Fantastic. Can I have a look? Of course, you can. Of, oh, just one at a time. I couldn't hold the whole lot. Well, I'll go for the big one. Oh, this is massive. 2017. Oh, these things are awesome. Do you get to wear them much?
0: Yeah, you pick and choose which ones to wear because that one's quite a big one, eh? <laughs> you
1: doing a weight training the week before you go out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fantastic,
2: bro. And where do you wear them too? Oh, you, you
0: know, you, cause, because your finger's... Um, go up and down <laughs> on <the> Seasonal <laughs> <laughs> I've got
2: seasonal rings Yeah Yes No, It was uh, one of the first First things that Little uh, Little um, Jacko wanted to show me The first time we are around here Uncle Brad's rings And they are awesome mate They are awesome Well deserved mm-hmm.
1: Thank you well, You can see here The uh, county materials Obviously Jarvis The Gators And, uh, and as you mentioned The uh, the New Zealand ones as well that you've won uh, over the number of years—four gold medals, four rings—and geez, the last ones—it's—it's it's, it's hard to miss, man. It's uh, pretty pretty impressive. Let's go there a little, man. Last tour for New Zealand, 2017. Um, when you hopped on the plane and 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 you probably didn't tell too many people, but you kind of knew this was going to be your last tour. What was going through your mind?
0: Um. Just, uh, uh, well, it was just just being focused about what I had uh, had to do as, as a teammate. Really, um, you know, I knew it was I was you know getting close to the end of my career. Uh, I knew I was getting older. The body wasn't wasn't um, holding up as like it used to. So I knew this was the right time to to call it. But yeah, just just being, I, I didn't want anyone to know that at all. Um, I just wanted to stay focused on what was ahead of us and that yeah. was to win that World Series.
1: We're talking about um, uh, um, Tommy Inoka and I talked to him a while ago about something and uh, he mentioned one tournament. I can't remember what, which one it was. Uh, but uh, he was hitting after you. Oh, it was 2000, hmm, I'm going to say 15 Saskatoon from memory. And um, you felt he was hitting the ball better. And you were like, bro, you need to hit in
0: front of me. Why do you make those decisions? Why do you put someone else ahead of yourself? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just, um, oh shit, I'm not not hitting at this at this number three hole. Or maybe I should go back to four. You know, sometimes um, you, you go through little stages, and I suppose as a hitter, and I just thought maybe at that time I could go there, but. In the end, it, it worked out well because Tommy was hitting well. So why change him? And then I was like, okay, no, that's fair enough. And I ended up staying there in the end. But mm, it's just about, um, you know, knowing knowing that you're you're comfortable, um, yeah, and, and being and, and being happy.
1: Well, talk about a happy guys. I want to ask you about your emotions uh, in 2017, your last stint for New Zealand at the World Cup. Uh, interesting location, Whitehorse, way up in the in the top of Canada. There, uh, no 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 dark times; it's all daylight the whole time, pretty much. But um, as you marched your way through that week uh, with that team, what was some of the the emotions going through through your mind?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm just okay. Here we are. We're at another town. Um, we're here for the for the for a purpose. Um, just adapt to the. The conditions because it was it was cold. It wasn't like mm. oh you were going to the states. We we're going to or Canada. It's hot over there. It's it's our winter. We go there. It was it was cold? Uh, yeah. We, we um and and I believe it was whoever won that tournament was going to adapt to the conditions. Uh,
1: the match uh, prior to the to the final where you played uh, Canada and you guys were down like a bunch. I can't remember the exact score at the time, but it might have been like 9-2 or something like that, but you were down a bunch. You ended up coming back to win that in a marathon, like two-hour, 45-minute match.
0: How did you guys find a way to win that match? Um, I, I just said to Nick Hayes, I think we were in the dugout at the time, I said, have you used rock rosin? Because all 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 today's pitches, oh, because it was raining, right? Yeah. Mm, all today's pitches they use um, the gorilla grip, mm, mm. and when 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 it's wet, it's not it doesn't work as well. And all you need you need powder, so the old rosin. Um, and Nick used that for the very first time. I believe that was the the difference because he he managed to pitch and under those conditions where all the other all our pitches and all the Canadian pitchers couldn't couldn't adapt because all of them were using that gorilla grip. Because if I go
1: to the morning of the gold medal match now, uh, um, you didn't know you were going to be playing Australia. They were playing a playoff match before that. It was against Canada. They managed to be victorious. I think um, Kirkpatrick threw the win against them in the the morning there. You waking up that morning knowing it was going to be your last game for the Sox, how were you feeling that morning?
0: Oh, I was feeling great. No, I didn't actually know. I didn't um, think about that at all. I just thought, you know what was in front of us, we had our routine, um, we got to the ballpark, we were warming up, and all we could hear was this massive cheer, and what wasn't the Canadians. Was like, oh, that's not the Canadian cheers. all these toot-toots and horn-horns, it's the Aussies, and sure enough, um, we ended up playing Aussie in the final.
1: Mm. I know that morning um, I was lucky enough to get the the call for the for the gold medal match, and uh I, I was staying in the same hotel as the New Zealand side, and so I got a chance to, to spend a, quite a bit of time with you guys. But I made a point that day of not going to see you guys and, and allowing you guys to do your thing, stay out of your lane. I uh, wanted you to be the best you guys could be or whatever, but, you know, allow you to do your thing. You've done it so wonderfully for so yeah. many years. But Amanda came up to me when I got to the ballpark, and she says, today's the day. And I said, what do you mean? going to win. He goes, no, no, today's the day. This is b Men's last game. She told, she told me in the morning So I, I called that whole last game With a bit of a stone in my throat I've been a fan of yours for, for, for a long time Get late in that match And you drive in an RBI bro You know you contributed in the final How did that feel? Oh, it always feels good
0: You know just um,
1: Excuse me Well it's an amazing feat You know when, when uh, You're one of those iconic players uh, Brad When you come up for an at bat People stop They watch They look They listen up yeah. against your old foe again, Adam Falkard. Big match. It's gold medal again. It's big time. It's, it's on there.
0: The team needs runs and you drive in another run for New Zealand yet again. It's, it's, it's just part of the game. We all have to uh, step up when we, when we can. Um, and, you know, when, you're, when you're facing someone like Adam, you, just, you have to turn up. You know, he's one of the best pitchers in the world. So,
1: Because why does softball mean so much to you?
0: Oh, it's just what I was brought up, you know, doing um, as, as a young fella, always went to the ballpark, this is all I knew, uh, it was awesome running around in on the, on the paddock with all your friends, having your twisties and your you know, your Coca-Cola here and there, and then mum and dad were having fun playing the guitar at night, those are the memories bro, you just tre- treasure and we'll never forget.
1: The phone call with Dad after the final in 2017, how did that go? Yeah,
0: yeah it was good. No, he knew, uh, he kind of knew that I was getting to that stage anyway, especially with all my injuries. Um, but he's always been supportive, eh? he's always been there. Always been there. Um, hey Dad, always been there.
1: Having Amanda there for the last one?
0: Yeah, very special. Very special, you know, she she's probably not gonna see me in those colors ever again
2: probably
0: i no, hear probably never no
1: think i'm i'm going to her they will next year <laughs> yeah just saying probably won't just saying um <laughs> Bro, I've got to say, you know, a, a, and if that is the end of your uh, New Zealand career, and uh, I, I can't say on behalf of everyone, uh, I can just say on behalf of myself, bro, it's been amazing to watch you play for New Zealand and, and what you've done for us. Um, 17 years, just by that and it's in itself uh, speaks volumes, but four uh, world gold medals, six world championships – over 100 test caps for this country. Because you've laid it all on the line.
0: It was a good ride. A very good ride.
1: I asked you about Darren Zach, putting one word for them. And if, you, if you could say one word for the Black Sox to describe them, what would that be? Unlove. Fair enough, guys. That's one word to me too. What a love. Fantastic. Well, there you go, Brad. On a, an amazing career with the Golden Homes Black Sox and has treated us to so much entertainment over the years. It's it's simply been outstanding. Just when we thought things were over, though, scratch the record, right. what's going on? 2021 NFC, Ooh. someone comes out of retirement. <laughs> Bro, what's happening there?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it was... Um my two sons Happened to ask me that Dad, would you play NFC? It's at North Harbour And I'm like, why? I haven't played for a few years I'm only playing Divvy Ones <laughs> Yeah, but you're still hitting the board there you still, you know Alright, why though? Because oh, Hohepa has to go to a wedding He's not going to be there for the whole time So we need, need to Replace his bat And I'm like, alright then, that's fair enough and plus, I got to play with my boys again. That was—it's um, always a special uh, time and a moment playing with them. Um, yeah, I don't know if words can can explain uh, what what you actually get, you feel and go through when you're you're playing with your loved ones, your 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 sons. Yeah, it's very special, bro.
1: Very special indeed. You know, from from a, being a fan of yours, I'm a little scared when I hear about those things, and I'm like, I don't want the I don't want the legend to be tainted. But after three <laughs> days, your top batter of the tournament. Excuse me.
2: <laughs> how good? Bro, how
1: good was <laughs> Day that?
2: Day three, still leading the pack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know why, but it just happened to be like that. I suppose I just had a, I just had fun, man. You know, the management. The coaching, uh, you know, just, just to be involved uh, at that level uh, again was um, was special because I'd been out of the frame. I never thought I'd get asked to do that again and, and to perform and do well for the team. I was like, oh, yeah. I was a little bit scared at the time, though, when I said to the boys, I was, a, I was a, bit, a little bit worried thinking that, oh, shit, I'm 45 years old. Um, I shouldn't be getting asked to go back and play. And, and that was the first thing I said to the coach. I said, "Look, I don't want to take a young fella's, you know, time away from being being in there." And they said to me, "I'm not." So that's the only reason why I came back and played, really.
2: And and the ball, you were fine. It was the laundry that took you down, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs>
2: unbelievable! I know oh, you
1: saw back on the last day because oh. you were hanging out the washing. Is that right?
0: Yeah, well, it was Valentine's night the night before. so oh, I've been a nice, nice husband. Bro. I got
1: that. I got that, Amanda. I'll, I'll <laughs> hang it out for you.
2: <laughs> day of the final. Because
1: uh, yeah. we look now, and, and uh, even here locally in Auckland, there's a tournament named after you—the Brad the Brandoana Classic and Under Thirteen uh, League. Tournament, bro. What would
0: be one message you'd like to pass on to our youth? Oh, just just enjoy um, life, Um, especially around softball. You're going to learn and appreciate things that I appreciate when I was um, going through the same thing with you at that age. So, just stick to it, Um, have fun. It's life changing, and you're going to get a lot of things out of it.
2: Uh, What does that mean to you? how does that make you feel having all these kids playing in a tournament named after you?
0: Oh, it was quite, it's quite—it's quite special, you know. Getting asked by um, New Zealand softball that they would like to name a tournament after me, and and just just that in general is just like, oh, wow, it's pretty cool.
2: And how many selfies do you did you get sent of uh, everyone with your cutout? I yeah. saw I saw a couple online. Yeah, there was a few. <laughs> only, a,
1: only a couple. Of them. Let's <laughs> just to go with all the real ones you've given away over the years <laughs> as well. Too up, true, too true. Um uh talking about the the youth though, when you were a youngster, bro, what were some of the drills or things that you would do to help yourself to be a better ball player?
0: It was just like here yeah, throw it at the chest <laughs> <laughs> So simple. Yeah little things here, yeah, throw it here. Yeah. Yeah. Just little basic things. Um you know, from we were from Whanganui, it wasn't like the the talent and the, the numbers wasn't wasn't obviously great back in those days. You know, little town. Um, yeah, just keeping, keeping it simple, bro, really. That's what it was like.
1: Well, we got another uh, question here from uh, one of your good buddies from Denmark, uh, Kim Hansen. You went over there and played uh, with uh, Martin Simonsen. Uh, one uh, European tour after the ICS uh with Amanda how did you find that in europe?
0: that was cool man just you know being in another country and and um the people that you're around just look after you and treat you like family um, that 's what um it, that's why it's, it was so great to be over there in Denmark.
1: Ken wants to throw it into the bus He said you were given a rookie initiation. What was it?
0: The Andy run. Did you do
1: it? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> that was for beyond the dugout. After dark. <laughs> Talking about that, Cars, what's some of the best pranks uh through your sophomore career that you got to experience or dish out?
0: Oh, there's a few. A lot of them off the field, um, obviously. That's okay. <laughs> Are we all sworn or what? Yeah, <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs>
1: What's some of the things that made you laugh, bro?
0: Oh, not so much laugh, but just just doing my role as a rookie. You yeah. know, I used to enjoy doing things like that. Uh, even in my later career, I used to like always put my hand up to do the washing too, just to be around the younger ones and just show uh, that you can still have fun doing the washing. Yeah.
1: yeah. How do you have fun doing the washing?
0: Something to drink? <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you like, do, do you grab like Nathan Nookin Nookin's undershirt and put it in Wayne Noolulu's pile? <laughs> <laughs> Fit that one. <laughs> Talking about that, Cuzzy, uh, uh, Wayne, he, he didn't throw it under the bus too much uh, last week though, bro, but he did go, go at you about the bat thing. You got angry about picking up the bat?
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> Oh, he's just gonna run past me, just pass it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he learned after that. Hey, Wayne, <laughs> especially when I strike him out in the, in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I heard
1: that, bro. In Toronto, you guys would have this little backyard game thing, right? With like a wiffle ball type thing, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk us through that. It was, it was game on, man. We were pitching hard out like a game, like normal game, trying to strike each other out. So this is Toronto
1: Gators day and the ISC in that era, there and there's like you, Wayne Laulu, Thomas, Benny Anoka, Callum uh, Compane,
0: Frankie Poynton. and the game case, was on. Oh yeah, it was game on. You could just imagine all of us living under the same house. It's almost Marquita Dante, here. We yeah. all lived together, and one year we had like. 12 players from New Zealand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Someone turn the light out when you leave, <laughs> would you please? <laughs> Thomas Marky on tour, bro. What was he like?
0: Yeah, he's good, good, good teammate, man. Trains hard. Yeah, yeah. Tidy, very tidy. Always organized. Dante. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good too. Not tidy. Nah very tidy. Ooh. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a smooth
2: dude. Yeah. Skucks. You just want another free Skucks. haircut. I'm
0: still waiting for my free <laughs> three, he-,
2: three he-, uh, he, he keeps bugging off to Australia. I second guess that said that. We <laughs> only had two. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, because cause I want to go mm. back
0: to Wayney, bro.
1: Good stories about
0: Wayney? Yeah, he's awesome. He's a good alarm clock. <laughs> my alarm clock to go to bed? Yeah, to wake up. Hey, <laughs> man. It's time to do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Just clean up either hey, the, from the night, you know. Always, always made sure our fuddy was nice and tidy. Yeah, we didn't have no females in the house, so someone had to do it. <laughs> so Lala was the <laughs> was the
2: one. Okay. Yeah.
0: All the daddies.
2: Dad <laughs> too true.
0: Okay,
1: simply on that track of teammates and and camping out and stuff. Most untidiest teammate.
0: Oh, sorry, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Evans, yeah, bro. He hit a grand slam to win it. Yeah, he doesn't hit a grand slam in the hotel room. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you still pick up your clothes
1: <laughs> um, when they when the when the manager whether it was McCarroll or all the managers you've had the socks and stuff. When they'd read out the list of uh, roomies to have, who were you like not wanting to be
0: rooming with? The coach. <coughs>
1: Well, Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. minute. Did you start your socks career rooming with a coach?
0: We were on tour, a New Zealand tour after the World Series in 2001. We were doing a, yeah, up the island tour. And for some reason, I got to end up um, rooming with my coach, Don <laughs> Tricker. And then I found that later on, Taifau sussed it out, so I would be rooming with Don Tricker <laughs> Hey Typho Thank you <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's not the character Of the game eh
0: Yeah he's the Laughing than me.
1: Alright Kazzy Well on the flip side bro When that manager read out The list of uh, teammates And uh, who did you want To room with
0: Probably always my cousin Jared Yeah Why is that Because we'd always have Uh Red wine's together. <laughs> <laughs> I was going
1: to be like, oh, maybe he had the best advice or uh, nah, nah, straight to Why, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent. Well, that's fantastic, my friend. Well, bro, when I look at your career stats uh, for New Zealand, we talked about it earlier, you had played obviously over 100 uh, test matches for New Zealand. Over those 17 years, 35 home runs, with either a poof or a ikar or <laughs> <laughs> <whoops>. <laughs> 125 RBIs, guys. So over the, all of those games, those warm-up matches as well, bro. Over 17 years, that's just a phenomenal feat. We're indebted to you. Thank
0: you very much.
1: What an amazing feat, indeed, bro. We've got to get a couple of things left here, Kazi, and, and, and the next one we, we want to talk a little bit about um, is our world selection uh, team for the Beyond the Dugout. Hey, Damien.
2: Yeah, of course. You're picking from the men's. Wayne picked first with Heine on the mound. Yeah, yeah, so without a doubt. The one pick um, for, for pitch, and you're up next, B, man.
1: So you get to be the coach in the situation, bro. You can pick any player, male player, from around the world, New Zealand, wherever you like, one player, and put him in a position. Who's your pick for an all-world, all-time selection?
0: It's almost a here.
2: Straight to it. Straight to it. Didn't even have yeah. to think. Well, there's many, but...
0: Brewery, because he's still playing today,
1: I know. Oh, <laughs> I and mean, he's an athlete too, he's still yeah. right. Yeah, so there you go. The number Amazing. two selected player for the Beyond the Dugout All World selection at center is New Zealand's Thomas Markia, nominated by Brad Rona. Fantastic! Put him in the line up. Wow, wow. What a legend. What a legend he was. Well, Brad, we've got coming up next uh, week, uh, our first female guest giving the love to the female side, but uh, one of the shining stars in the game in New Zealand, especially of recent years, and we'll get to see talk to a few of the ladies from the previous years, especially the 2000 uh, Olympic team, as we head towards the Olympics later, but Lara Andrews uh, from um, Hutt Valley. Bro, what do, you, what do you say about her?
0: Oh, she's well... Um well, well, she's been done it all, man. You know, she's one of the ones that have got herself out there and, and gone overseas, experienced that culture, and, and brought back all that knowledge and youth and given it to all her, all the young ones that she's involved with in, in, in the hut now in Wellington.
1: Pretty impressive career. So it'll be Lara Andrews next Friday on the third edition of Beyond the Dugout. Looking forward to that one. Kaz, uh, uh, last couple of words, man. We, we want you to have those those words here. The first question is, not just your socks, not just the ICs, but the whole shooting box, bro, from playing as a youngster in uh, Whanganui to Palmerston North, to Northcote in Auckland, North Harbour, all of the different representative teams and players and people you've met, how do you want them to
0: remember Brad? Or? Uh just, just um, if you know me, they know who what I'm like. Um, I'm a I'm a big part of of softball when it comes to fundraising. Um, you know, I'll always give back. I just want them to know me as a, as a player that gave, gave them more on, on the diamond and off the diamond.
1: That's pretty cool,
0: eh, Damien? Very cool. Very
1: cool. Last question, bro. Uh, if you could say one more thing to your fans, whānau, friends out there, people that have admired you playing, what would that be?
0: Oh, just to everyone that's uh, given me the opportunity to travel the world. Um, you know, here in New Zealand... Um, thank you very much for what you had done. You know, my wife, my family, mum and dad um, and all my friends, just your, your whole support uh, through my whole career. I wouldn't have done this without you. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart.
1: That's simply outstanding, brother. That simply is... Outstanding! You're a true legend of our sport. You're destined for every hall of fame that there is in the world: ISCs, WBSC, softball, New Zealand, and all the rest of them. Because and all you got to do is stop playing at some stage, and then they'll put you in. But uh, you're going to be a first uh, round ballot for all of the Absolutely. halls, and we can't wait to to celebrate with you. What you've done for our game has simply been outstanding. We
0: appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Aotearoa. Thank you, the world. You man now.
1: B-Man is our Brad Rona. A 17 year career with the Golden Homes Black Sox. And as you've just heard here, for the last wee while, we've got a chance to have a look and insight to an amazing career. Six world championships, four gold medals, over 110 test matches for New Zealand, four ISC titles, and he finishes on top with the MVP at the ISCs, a Toronto Gators World Championship, And of course, the big one, he went to the world championship again and won another gold medal. It is Brad Honour. He started at third base, a young kid from Wanganui, and he finished on top of the world where he should. A true legend of our sport, a hall of fame to come. Thank you so much, my brother. Thank you, bro. Well, Damien, uh, Brad Warner, episode two in the Can Man, what a legend!
2: Oh, I knew this stuff would be special, mate. When we when we took on the the little idea a bit further, and B Man was top of the list, mate, and and that was that was everything.
1: He, he's done everything, hasn't he? You know, uh, domestically, internationally for New Zealand, and obviously playing semi professional in the states.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's had a journey, mate, and he and he took us along for the ride. And I'm sure that we so much snippets we we. Didn't even bring up, but uh, what, what a career.
1: 2013, that game against Australia, how large was that? <laughs>
2: how large was that? And we've watched it a couple of times over the last couple of days, and, and every time, mate, you still get a twinkle uh, seeing it and, um, you know, sitting here with the man himself watching it. It was, it was pretty cool.
1: I, I wanted to ask him about his thoughts about next year in the World Cup and, you know, the Black Sox getting to play at home again, but, you know, there was too much to talk about in his own career, but what do you think it will go through his mind uh, next year?
2: Well, I know that he'd love to play with Pitta. So, maybe. No. Wouldn't that be a story? You know? Wouldn't that be a fear? Day fair? three after NFC, mate. Top batter. Like, as long as he can still hit the ball, mate. Isn't that what he's there for?
1: <laughs> but from what I get from, from talking to him, though, man, throughout his career, and we talked a bit about him allowing Thomas and Oka to hit in front mm-hmm. of him because he knew it was the best thing uh, for the Black Sox, he's about putting the Black Sox first.
2: Well, like he said, in that, in that 2017, as long as I'm not taking a spot, you know, he said in harbour this year, coming yeah. back, as long as I'm not taking a spot, um, then sweet, let's do this, but uh, he is all about the next generation.
1: They're all selfless aren't they, Wayne Laolu last <laughs> week.
2: Humble eh? so humble.
1: They credit their teammates it's all about it's all about the team isn't it
2: Well I, it is, and hearing it from these elite athletes and, and guys like B-Man that have done it all to still be grounded, still be humble and still talk like that. You know, that's a it's a, a something that a lot I hope a lot of our next generation hear and take on board.
1: That's got to be part of it, isn't it? That's got to be a big part of this this podcast for Beyond the Dugout is to pass on some of those stories and uh, some of these people like Wayne Lyle who's, you know, at the end of his career now still playing and Brad Aron just finished his. But uh, we've got plenty of other stars to come as well. But a chance, just like you, you said, for people to understand where they came from, how they got there and why they got there.
2: Yeah, I, I, for that one, was a, it was a bit special for me Um Sitting there, like I'm still a fan, massive fan of this game, you know, and 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 I, I'm only new into the broadcasting. I'm still trying to get that history of the game, and you know what better the, to sit next to, 17 year black sock, you know, four time world champion, five time, it's just it's just crazy um, that he's done all that and to still be this almost the same person. It seems from how he started, you know, it's it's pretty awesome.
1: So many similarities between Wayne here and B-Man, man. A one-two combo punch to kick off the Beyond the dugout couldn't be any better. <laughs>
2: yeah, you, yeah, they were at the top of the list, and, and I know we, they might have taken a little bit of hounding, but uh, what a way to kick off. Something special about our sport to get those inside stories to, to learn and, and to uh, you know celebrate our history, our sport, and, se- yeah, and celebrate it.
1: There'll only be one Wayne, and there'll only be one B-Man.
2: I don't know if we could have a, handle a couple more wanies and B-Mans, but, um, mate, the, the, the one and only's, uh, yeah, awesome, awesome characters.
1: I'm sure there are going to be plenty of other superstars for New Zealand as they come through. And, you know, with Ben anoka. we know we've got the Anokas coming up we in a do. few weeks' time and uh, his career and where he's going with it at the moment, but... Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a few other legends uh, further down the track. Plenty of legends from years past too, mm-hmm. which we'll get to in time because, man, it talks about, you know, Chubb or Michael White, there are just so many of
2: them, isn't there? So many. We did sit down and we wrote a list of, of a lot of names, just, you know, I put them out there and and thought, what did we get past 60? So, um, and, and we're always seeing other names that we just want to talk to and, and hear their stories because... You know, as we said, celebrate our game. And these people have, have paved the way and, and done so much for it. And, and, you know, it'd be awesome to learn a bit more about them.
1: Well, also international stars that we'll bring on to be on the Dugout. And, uh, you know, in this podcast with, with B-Man, there's a lot of talk about Adam Folcard, man. And, mm. and, and what a legend he is.
2: Yeah, mate. I mean, you know, to, to someone to sit here with the pedigree of B-Man. Um, but to speak so highly for, of, a, of an Australian <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty special to see how he does talk about him. even though they had their, those epic encounters they also have a story career together
1: a lot of respect uh, for the Australians and the Canadians, uh, you know, over the years, uh, the, the history is just just storied, and and uh, we'll get a chance to to bring in the likes of uh, Adam Falkard and the other superstars from around the world uh, in the men's game, And not just the men's game, but also the the women's game. And while we're on that note, let's talk a little bit about next week with Lara
2: Andrews. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, I've watched Lara's whole career. Um, you know, her dad was my premier rugby coach uh, back in the day at Avalon Rugby, and um, I'm just, I'm just excited to to hear her inside because what has she got? A PhD? She's professional uh, softball player. She's done so much different things, and, and she's still doing in the game and passing on. It's it's amazing. I can't wait.
1: Well, the thing that you'll find out next week with Lara Andrews is the story is really interesting. Where she started from, where she came from. Uh, we know where she's got to. I mean, mm. phenomenal. She's she's got to play in the United States, uh, got her masters, and uh, then then she was the first New Zealander to play professional softball uh, in the United States as well. I mean, the achievements are huge, and she's still playing and at the top of her game internationally.
2: Well, she's she's our White Sox captain for a reason, you know. Great thing I love about Lara is that she's still down there coaching kids on on the weekends and stuff like that. So she's she's an ambassador of our sport, of our country, um, for our wahine toa, and, and she does it from, from old to right down.
1: One thing I'm really looking forward to finding out about Lara is, and it was all to do with her PhD also with her degree, is the development of the youth in sport and what they can do for them. And I'm really interested to find out how, where her thought pattern is with that, what her thoughts are with it, and, and what she thinks that she can do and we can do for our youth.
2: Well, it's one of the the themes that we are hearing around the traps is how do we get our kids and keep them in our game? And it's going to be great to hear someone that's actually working in the educational side um, to hear those thoughts from an elite athlete as well.
1: Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode two, Brad Arona. Big bad awesome. Brad. Well, he just said it himself. He's
2: actually a teddy bear. A Big fearsome
1: Pukana with a haka. An amazing leader for New Zealand. Just simply outstanding.
2: Oh, mate, I, I know you guys have your storied history. Um, I got to take him aside um, uh, after the NFC and um, tell him how much it meant to me to to announce him to back because I'd never got to do it, you know. And um, yeah, it was just, just awesome to see the man um, one more time out there, and, and awesome to get the story and. And um, yeah, has his his backyard ever looked so good?
1: (laughs) So good. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, live here from the Park Road Inn. That is Brad Arona's residence, of course, lovely Amanda as well. Thank you for having us here. Thank you all for listening to Beyond the Dugout. It's your podcast, your way, how you want it. Can't wait to bring Lara Andrews to you next week here on Beyond the Dugout. Be on the dugout. Lace them up, and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you, you get struck out. Pitcher on the mound like you don't wanna face this. Hit it so hard,
0: you be running round the base. Do it for your teammates, do it for the fam Do it for your city. True ballers understand. You gotta work together, you gotta find a way. Put your body on the line and make that play. Be on the dugout. Lace them up, and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Pitcher on the mound like you don't wanna face this. Hit it so hard, you be running round the base. Be on, on the, the dugout. Out. Beyond the dugout. Beyond the dugout. Beyond the dugout.